do not wait until the recession hits to to begin your real estate investing journey because at that point it's going to be too late. People like me and other experienced investors are going to we're ready. We're going to swoop in. We have experience. We have the knowledge. You know, we know what we want, and we're going to get in and get those deals. But if you're just starting out, um, you know, to me it's a little too late. So I would say until the recession hits, because like you said, you don't know when it's going to hit. You know how it's going to um, affect things. You want to be learning now. Take that course. Read a book. Listen to podcasts. Get ready. Um, practice investing. You know, um, start making your money. Make money now. Don't just wait until the recession hits to try to get in because it's going to be right a frenzy. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. Today, we have our first repeat guest. We've actually never had a guest that uh, we've had back, but uh, we had such rave reviews on the first episode. So I thought, uh, what better way to honor that and to bring her back on? So Kendra Barnes is a full-time real estate investor and the founder of The Key Resource. Her real estate investments afforded her the ability to retire from her nine to five at the age of 32. She created the key resource to inspire, empower, and educate people about the power of homeownership and real estate investment. She currently owns and manages four properties, eight rental units in total. And with no further ado, Kendra Barnes, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely glad to, to have you back on the show. Uh, I know the first episode we did last year really resonated with a lot of people. So I figured, you know, why not? Why not have you back? <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. Awesome. So just you know, for those who maybe didn't get a chance to listen to the first episode, which I strongly encourage that you do, because we kind of go from you know beginning to end and really break down her journey. Um, but for those who didn't get a chance to listen to that, do you mind just sharing with us in your own words just you know who you are and you know what you're all about? Yeah, so um, like you said, I am the founder of The Key Resource, and basically what I do is I educate beginners in real estate investing, um, because when I started, I didn't have any idea what the heck I was doing. So basically, I am really passionate about letting others learn from my mistakes, and so I have like online courses and um, classes and eBooks, and I do in-person workshops and things like that, just trying to teach people what I wish I knew when I started. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so when you were on the show the first time, you know, you shared with us how you got started in real estate. Um, would you mind just you know, briefly sharing with us again, just your overall approach to real estate investing? Because, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. You know, you see people talking about wholesaling, you see people getting into multifamily units, you see people, you know, just kind of buying and holding this. I mean, there's just so many different ways to get in. So, just curious if you could just refresh our memory on, you know, your path to real estate investing. Yeah, that's the really awesome thing about about real estate investing is there's so many ways to get into it. Um, that's what I love about it. 
So personally, I am, I'm a landlord, so I'm a buy and hold investor. So I buy rental properties and rent them out. Um, I've never flipped a property. I've never wholesaled. Those are amazing um, avenues to go down. But um, like you said, there's wholesaling, flipping, there's like tax liens, and there's private investing, investing as groups. But personally, um, I just buy properties and rent them out. And right now, my, my rentals are in D.C. and Maryland. Dope. Awesome. Awesome. So you officially retired. So I, I meant to emphasize full-time real estate investor when I read mm-hmm. your podcast. Last time you were on the show, uh, you were still working, which I didn't even know. Um, so I learned a little bit about you. <laughs> She's a whole, what is it, is it engineer, like agriculture, what is the type of title you? I know, it's so hard to remember. So I was an agricultural economist agriculture. for the Department of Agriculture, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was something, I was like, yeah, because I didn't, whatever it was, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> so I was like, she had a, a whole career, she uh, got, went to school, was low-key giving us the game on how to get money for free. Um, um, mm-hmm. So like, now, even though, you know, that was a, a great part of your story, you're now a full-time real estate investor, right? Mm-hmm. So now that you're officially retired, you know, from your job and you're a full-time real estate investor, you know, how does that feel? Like, and how did you know, it, like, it was the right time to make that move? Um, it feels amazing. I have been wanting to leave my nine-to-five for a while, like, even when I was in grad school, to be completely honest, like halfway through grad school, I realized that the trajectory I was on was not for me. I was on this like path to become an an economist and working for the government. And I just, I wasn't feeling it. And so I decided, I decided to drop out of grad school, like halfway through. The only reason I didn't is because my mom stopped, uh, she stopped speaking to me for like a week. (laughs) She just, she was so disappointed. She wouldn't talk to me. And so I was like, all right, I'll stick it out. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I finished it out. But, um, so I've never really been happy with like that traditional nine to five, but I didn't know any other way to do it. I'm like, this is what I have to do. This is what you do, right? You go to college, you get that good old job and you just work it until you're some old retired person. Um, But then I came across real estate investing like five or six years ago. And then it was like, oh, I can create my own retirement, right? And so um, about three years ago is when we really started being strategic and trying to figure out what that number was for us. Because my husband and I, we both retired. So not just me, but he also retired from his government job as well. Um, And so we basically said, yeah, we, uh, we set a number. Like we need to make this much a month. Uh, and passive income from our investments. And we just really worked towards it. And even though we started making that number a couple of years ago, we wanted to make sure that we could do it consistently and that we could um, kind of experience different ups and downs. I mean, because there's expenses that, that pop up and wanted to make sure we had savings and stuff like that. So it's been a few years in the making, even though people may see me on Instagram and it, it happened for them overnight, it's been like a process. <laughs> You know, um, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think your approach to it is sustainable. So when you look at like the process to becoming a real estate investor in general, like when you do it the right way, like the whole goal is you want to stay in the game, right? Like you want to be mm-hmm. able to not just show up and say, hey, I did it. You know, it, it worked out for me for a couple of years. So I think your approach in particular, I really like because like you said, you know, you probably could have you know, made it work a couple of years ago, but you guys were very intentional and very strategic so that 
you can manage the ebbs and flows that might come up because you know there's a lot of good things about investing there's a lot of good things about entrepreneurship but at the same token we also can't negate the fact that there are some you know um the unforeseen circumstances that could come up and so mm-hmm. uh, the way i like to look at it is it's okay to have you know something that comes up that's not favorable but it's, it's, it's a big difference when it's an inconvenience versus it being an emergency right like no yeah. <laughs> like no one's going to be excited about having to go you know fix something at your real property or if you have a flat tire or whatever the things that come up but if you have you know the the income and the savings to be able to absorb that blow it's just kind of like eh, well of course i would love to spend my money on something else or save it but i'm just fortunate that i have i'm in the position to be able to withstand it so i'm glad that you said that because on instagram and just social media now everybody thinks everything is just glitz and glamour and overnight success oh no and the other thing to that too is even though i wanted to quit years ago and we could have probably quit sooner or retired sooner um like having that that nine to five income it makes it easier to invest Uh, we have that steady income it's easier to get a loan from a from a bank when you have that income and so um i also don't want to like be that person who makes everyone feel like they have to quit and you can't work or not it's like this new trendy thing to like quit your job and but that nine to five bashing there's nothing wrong with it uh so i just want to put that out there too right absolutely absolutely all right, so you, you recently uh, just had your, your first child. So congratulations on the, yeah, the beautiful baby girl. So tell us a little bit about Thank you. Like, what does, you know, being a real estate investor mean to you now that you're a mom? Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome because now I have, like, complete freedom. I don't have to worry about, like, daycare and um, all these things. I can really devote, like, uh, a lot more time to, to my family um and i'm really excited because i feel like she already has so many more options than i did when i was growing up even though i came from a middle class family i didn't want for anything but i mean we're setting this foundation for her uh, and building wealth and things like that and like i'm i'm going to be able to give her things that that i didn't have and so i'm super super excited about that This podcast episode is sponsored by Kitsch. So let me tell you guys about Kitsch. I've been using the service for almost a year now. I started back in November of last year and it has completely changed my life, completely changed my relationship with food. So it's a plant-based meal delivery service. So that means they cook the food and they deliver it to you. All you have to do is eat it. They also deliver the food in biodegradable containers so that all you have to do is heat it up for a few minutes and then you can recycle the containers. You don't have to worry about doing any dishes. This service, I mean, literally does all the work for you. So guys, if you ever thought about going plant-based, if you've ever considered it, didn't know where to start, then Kitsch is for you. I actually have been able to lose over 21 pounds that I didn't even know I had to lose um, since uh, using Kitsch as a part of my regular routine, coupled with obviously a healthy lifestyle and working out consistently and things of that nature. So um, for all of my listeners, they have given you guys a 15% off promo code and you can use that promo code every single week. It's not a one-time code. So take advantage of it. The code is uncensored. Again, the code is uncensored the same way the show is spelled, and you'll also find it in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in, and check out Kitsch. 
So for those of you who don't know, uh, the normalized Black Wolf shirts uh, that we came out with last year, that was actually Kendra's idea. So that's one of her, her statements, one of her taglines. And so we came together and, and created a shirt. And so, you know, it's obviously more than a shirt. And so my question for you is, you know, why is it important for you to like normalize Black love? Um, I, it's important for a few reasons. I think just in our community alone, I think we don't even fully realize that we're worthy of wealth. I don't think we have conversations about, about wealth enough in our families, in our circles. Um, and so I just wanted, so say I'm talking to someone randomly, like a random stranger, and I'm telling them that, you know, oh, I'm a landlord, you know, I'm retired, I retired at 32, I own properties. I all, especially when I'm telling someone that's not black, they always have this look like I have three heads, right? It's like, well, how? How, how, did, how did you do that? It's like, you're so young. What they really want to say is like, you're so young and black. Like, did you come from money? You know, things like that. It's always such a shock. Um, but even when I'm talking to my peers, other black people, other black millennials, I get the same looks, the same questions. And I'm like, this needs to be a really regular thing. I want to be able to tell somebody like, oh, I own, you know, so-and-so properties. My friend owns 20. I got another friend that owns, that has 40 units. And it'd be like, oh, okay. I got a friend that owns 15. Like, we need to, you know, make it a, a very normal thing and not have it be such a shock, right? Uh, so I just want to spread the message that, you know, you are worthy of wealth. And literally nothing that I did to get where I am today there's nothing unique about it. Like you can do the same exact thing. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree. It just, it just, it's just a paradigm shift, right? It's almost like changing what you flex about, you know? I mean, not saying that you get yeah. at it from a flex standpoint, but at the same token, like, we, you know, we, we know how people do. And so it's like, okay, <laughs> if you're going to flex, at least flex about something that matters, right? Like I, I got 10 units. Okay. I got 20 units. I can get with that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And moving and moving the culture forward. So thank you so much for just being a really uh, visible pillar in in this space. And I feel like the way you do it, it, it seems so attainable, right? Like I feel like some people might talk about real estate investing. It's like, how could I ever, right? How could I get started? But mm -hmm. you constantly reiterate the fact that, like, look, like this is doable. Let me show you. Like I know sometimes on your stories, you'll even like go through like different areas because people say well i live in this area and I, I can't invest here no yes you can and let me show you how right so mm -hmm. just telling the myth because representation matters right i think um you know one of the things i've always said is i'm just i'm very fascinated how to see how it plays out but for the the child who was like let's just say one or two um and maybe they're too young to comprehend but when they were when they were very young when Barack was in office like I'm just I'm, I'm wondering like what their paradigm of the world is because for them the first president they ever saw was a black man right and so right. you don't have this paradigm of like oh well it's impossible to do something at the highest level the first president they ever saw was a black man so I'm very interested to see how that plays out right in terms of how you know what problems they solve and the great heights that that, that younger generation um, is able to attain because I just, it just seem, it seems to me that representation is a huge part of it all, right? If you can see it being done by someone that looks like you, by someone that you can identify with, I think that is half the battle. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I love what I do. And even though being a landlord is not easy all the time, like I'm just thinking about the fact that my tenants' kids get to see a landlord that looks like them. That's so powerful, right? I mean, now that their their uh, mind is open and they're like, oh, I can do that, right? Yep. So you, I'm going to pivot just slightly based upon something you just said. So you said real estate is not always easy. So let's talk about a couple of things. First, let's talk about some of the reasons like why you just absolutely love real estate. Cause it's, it's outside of there being several ways to invest in real estate, there's several different ways to invest, right? Like I'm a wealth manager for investment firms. So I help people invest in the stock market, right? Um, you are mm -hmm. in real estate. So just tell us you know, a handful of things that you just love about real estate investing. Um, so like I said, I love being, a, being an example, um, being an example for my tenants, kids and for my tenants, really. Um, I love the return on investment. I, I just love investing in general. Like I tell people all the time, even if you don't invest in real estate, cause I'm not going to shove it down anyone's throat. There's so many other ways to make your money, make money, just pick one. And I know you, you'll agree, right? Um, it, is the only way that your money is currently making money is in a savings account, you have to do something else because you're not making any money doing that. Like still save money, but you have to make your money work for you. Uh, so I love the, the ability uh, to do that through real estate investing. Um, and I just love like buying a property and then making it your own and, um, you know, just being able to kind of be a part of like the neighborhood shift right we see neighborhoods shifting we see gentrification happening all over um people that are not from the hood are buying in the hood and and they're like um really you know changing these neighborhoods but to be able to be part of the change it feels really really good absolutely absolutely um so since the the rebrand of of the show um, I'm, I've been really committed to, you know, not just providing financial insights at a high level, but I actually want to give people, you know, tactical, tactical takeaways so they can really walk away with a new understanding of something that we discussed in the show. So, you know, I know there's a lot of people, like we mentioned, that, you know, look at you like you have three heads and like real estate investing. What? Like, what is that? Um, so, you know, they probably don't know where to start and may think that you have to have a ton of money to invest in real estate and you have to have like all the knowledge in the world. So can you just break down for us, you know, from start to finish, you know, the process and the numbers on how you would recommend someone could get into real estate investing, you know, from where they are today. Yeah. So you do not have to have a ton of money. I mean, it would help if you did, but you don't, I think people think you have to already be wealthy to invest in real estate. You do, you do not, you don't have to be wealthy, but you can get wealthy by investing. Right. So, um, if you have a lot of time, but you do not have a lot of money and you don't have good credit, I suggest you start out with wholesaling. Basically with wholesaling, you are like a matchmaker. You're finding someone who is in desperate need to sell a property at a low price and you're matching them up with someone who wants to buy it and then you're taking a fee for that matchmaking service. So you do not need a real estate license to do that unless you live in Chicago. Uh, that's the only place right now as of this recording that um, requires that. Uh, so that's wholesaling. You can look up uh, more about it. If you have um, a lot of money, but you don't have a lot of time, you might want to look into being a private uh, lender. So that's someone who would lend money to an investor who may want to flip a property. So you lend them the money 
they use the money on a project and they give you that money back plus interest in a short amount of time. So that's a way to make your money make money through real estate without you actually getting your hands dirty, so to speak. Um, if you have a little bit of time and a little bit of money and you kind of want to be more hands-on, you might want to look into being a landlord. Um, and one, one way to get into that is house hacking, which is one of my favorite ways to invest in real or to get started uh, investing in real estate. And I'm going to more detail about it, I think, on that first episode we did. But basically, house hacking is buying a multi-unit property, living in one unit and renting out the other. So you basically have rental income coming in. You're living for free because your tenants are paying your mortgage and you have this appreciating asset. So there's so many benefits to that. So there's wholesaling, um, there's being a private lender, there's house hacking. You also can invest in tax liens with as little as like $500. So that's a really cool way to kind of get started. You can flip properties like you see on HGTV. Uh, there's so many ways, but the first thing you have to do is really figure out first, what are your goals? And then what's your capacity right now? Do you have time and money? Do you have all time and no money? And then kind of figure out where you fall from there. Awesome. That was a phenomenal um, breakdown. So figure out your goals and figure out your capacity, which I think is an important thing because you can see somebody else do something and you're like, oh, well, I want to uh, be a landlord. And then you might not, it might not make sense for you based upon the time that you have. Or you might yeah. you know, want to do a different type of deal and you just don't have the, the money to get into that. So I think it's great to approach it that way. And thank you for breaking that down um, for our listeners. No problem. All right. So... You know, there's a lot of talk going around about a, a looming recession and, you know, no one can really predict exactly when and if a recession is going to hit. I mean, we can look at economic cycles and, you know, make educated guesses. I was actually, you know, talking about this on, on the news last week. Um, but, you know, being a real estate investor, you know, if a recession is on the way, like, what are your thoughts about how that will impact people who are either already are in real estate investing or want to get into real estate investing and how should you prepare uh, for if and when a recession hits, right? Because a lot of people, you know, did take a beating in the last recession, but there's a lot of people who still sustained and, and won through that recession. So just curious on your thoughts from that vantage point about the, the recession talks and how that affects real estate investors. Yeah, so I hear a lot of people saying that they can't, well, not I don't know about they can't wait, but they're waiting for the recession to hit, um, and that's when they're going to start investing, right? Because they're like, oh, I'm going to be able to get so many good deals, prices are going to be low, and my thing to that is do not wait until the recession hits to to begin your real estate investing journey, because at that point, it's going to be too late. People like me and other experienced investors are going to, we're ready. We're going to swoop in. We have experience. We have the knowledge. You know, we know what we want and we're going to get in and get those deals. But if you're just starting out, um, you know, to me, it's a little too late. So I would say until the recession hits, because like you said, you don't know when it's going to hit, you know, how it's going to um, affect things. You want to be learning now. Take that course. Read a book. Listen to podcasts. Get ready. Um, practice investing. You know, um, start making your money. Make money now. Don't just wait until the recession hits to try to get in because it's going to be right a frenzy. Like, uh, so I don't. I don't really believe in waiting until then. I think you should prepare now so that when it does come, you'll be fully ready to take advantage of you know whatever you can. Absolutely. I think that makes sense, you know, because people, I think 
saying that they're waiting is almost like an excuse to not get in the game, right? It's like, oh, yeah. I'm wait until this magic time happens, right? The best time to, the best time to start investing is yesterday. <laughs> uh, listen, yes. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. <laughs> the best, you're right. Wow, we're, you know, there you go. Another shirt idea spawned on Pipers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, it's really good because it's like that opportunity cost. You're wasting time and you're losing money waiting on something to happen. You have no idea when it's going to happen. You could be making money right now. Right now. Right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I even think about from a stock market perspective, right? Like if, if people would have kept their money invested, even though you know the stock market took a beating, if people would have kept their money invested at the bottom of the market in 2009, I think it was like March 2009, um, they, and they would have just kept it there, didn't do anything, right? Like it would have yielded an average annual annualized return of like 17.2%, right? Mm -hmm. from, from, from that point until like December of last year. So the more of the story is you cannot win if you do not get in the game. Period. Right. Have to get in the game and waiting. And to your point, if, if you think that you, as the person who has never invested, is going to get in and swoop up all the deals, right? When there's experienced investors who are already in the game, you're just a little naive, right? So <laughs> get in the game and start start investing. Um, so a lot has changed um, since our last episode, which wasn't that long ago, but a lot has changed. I know you had your, your beautiful baby girl. You've retired from your, your nine to five. I remember you were, you were like right around 9,000 and some change followers. And we had to get Kendra to 10K campaign. Um, <laughs> and and now, now you're double that at 20,000 20, followers. And so just, you know, a lot of great things have happened since then. So is there, is there anything else that has, has changed since then that you want to share with us, whether it's about just life or, you know, your approach to real estate investing, just anything in general? Yeah, I think the biggest uh, change is that I am a mom now. Uh, so that's really awesome. But yes, thank you for getting me to 10K. That was super cool. I don't even know how I got to 20K. It's like I looked up overnight and I was like, what? Um, so, but the biggest change I think since we last spoke is that I moved back to the DC area. So when I talked to you, I was living, uh, living in Texas. My husband's job had us out there for a year, but then when we got to a point where we were ready to retire um, and he left that job, there was no reason for us to be in Texas anymore. We came back to DC. Um, so yeah, I think that's the, another big thing that's happened since we last spoke. Awesome, awesome. So back in the, in the DC area, that's where all of your current rental units are, correct? Yeah, so we figured let's come back and like be closer to this is our money source now. Like this is what funds our lifestyle. So when we were in Texas, we were actually uh, managing our rentals from afar, um, which was interesting. We made it work for a year, but now we're back uh, closer to to the rentals. Awesome, awesome. Okay. So well, you know when I changed the show name to Uncensored, you know playing on the original word. Um, but just, you know, inserting that T for like dollars and cents, you know, for me, it, it really was about like living your money truth. You know, I just feel like we live in a society where so many people are doing things for other people and they're not truly, they're not truly happy. And I feel like I remember on our first episode, we talked about, you know, when you, uh, I think the first time you played the board game, um, gosh, it's escaping me. What's the name of that board game? Cash, cash flow. Cash flow. And how your eyes were just open and then you guys wanted to get real estate investing and you sold one of your cars and like you just you went all in right but you did that yeah 
wanted to start living life on your own terms. Because from a societal perspective, at that point, you guys both had great jobs, you were living good in terms of, you know, your lifestyle to what society would dictate is good, but you've made a decision, you guys collectively made a decision that you want to live life a different way and you truly want to, you know, build wealth, you know, for, for, your, for your family. And so my question to you is what does living life uncensored mean to you? Uh, for me, so I, I really want to be an example for people and like, like I said before, and let them know that this is really attainable. Um, and so being uncensored is sharing my story and showing people that just because I am where I am today doesn't mean I started out like with a silver spoon in my mouth. I was not always good with money. I was actually really, really bad with it. And I had to unlearn some things. I had to change money habits. I had to make sacrifices. And that's the only uh, way that I was able to get where I am today. And so I want to empower and inspire people that like, hey, I'm not perfect. So um, if you have an imperfect money story too, you still can achieve um, early retirement. You still can build wealth. You still can invest. And so that's what uh, living... Um, uncensored, uncensored means to me is really just being transparent and showing people like, hey, you can literally do exactly what I'm doing or do it better, really do better than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You know, and to that end, and Kendra doesn't know that I'm doing this because I actually sent her the questions uh, ahead of time, which I, I normally don't always do, but when you got, you know, a repeat guess, right? You got you gotta <laughs> to run out the red carpet, right? And so, thank you. <laughs> of course. So she doesn't know I'm doing this, but you know, like she said, you know, she learned a lot, right? She, you might see her investing in, in real estate now and doing great things, but there was a lot of, I'm sure, you know, bumps and bruises and learning curves, you know, along the way. And so to that end, she was gracious enough to, you know, put some of the best information that she's learned and package it together, you know, inside of some courses and resources. And so what I want to do is I want to purchase her ebook bundle that includes the house hunting handbook, the rental startup guide, the property management manual, and the bonus guide of how to overcome the top five fears of investing in real estate. And all you have to do is if you're listening to this podcast is subscribe, share this episode with somebody and leave a review. So we're going to select you based upon the review. So that's all you have to do. And now we are eradicating your excuse on being able to get started in real estate. So I'm going to purchase awesome. that. I'm going to give it to somebody who all you have to do is leave a review and share it with somebody else who can benefit from this information. I love that. That is so awesome. Yes. Let's, let's eliminate the excuse. Uh, she's packaged it together. I'm, I'm almost sure it's super digestible because if, if it's anything like her content is online, um, you guys will be able to understand it. So guys, you know, don't miss out on this opportunity just by spending a little bit of time listening to this, listening to this episode of free game. Um, and then getting the ebook bundle for, for free just by, you know, potentially being the one we select. So. Awesome. That is really, really nice. And thank you. Yeah. Like you said, you guys, he did send the questions beforehand, but disclaimer, I have a mommy brain. I'm like sleep deprived. I had to get a sneak peek. <laughs> so I appreciate you. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't mind at all. Well, Kendra, thank you so much for, for being our first uh, repeat guest. And thank you for being a, a pillar in the, community of people of color, just, you know, showing us the way, right? Showing us the way that hey, there's more than one path to wealth. Um, you can do it on your own terms. And you can start where you are. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And if you guys have any questions, you can find me um, on Instagram at the key resource, DM me, let me know that you heard me 
um, on this podcast episode. And I look forward to chatting with you guys. Absolutely, guys. And I'll put all her information in the show notes to make it easy on you guys. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of The Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?